A mom discovers a home invader about to give her two-year-old a bath and an, an apology from a school district after Indian students wear cardboard boxes on their heads to prevent cheating on exams. And phone-addicted teenagers are now enrolling in detox camps. These are the weird stories for Monday. This is Weird AF News, the only weird news podcast daily, hosted by a comedian. This is Jonesy. Let's do it. All right. An Ohio mother discovers a home invader about to give her two-year-old a bath. Yeah, an Ohio mother says she was horrified to discover an intruder inside her home. Yes, a burglar, if you will. A home invader. Was he jacking her stuff? What was he doing? Breaking into her safe? Fondling her jewelry? No! He was preparing a bath for her two-year-old son. Unbelievable. Arisa Hill is the mother's name. She said she woke up to find an, another woman in her home Wednesday night trying to give her son a bath. Here's a quote. I get up and I walk to my door and my the way my house is set up, I can look right down the hallway. I see a white female lady bent over the tub with my two-year-old in the tub. Hill said she got the woman away from her child. Then her boyfriend restrained the woman until authorities arrived. Who is this intruder? Who is this B&E bather? (laughs) Breaking and entering bather. (laughs) B-E-B? Is that a new term? (laughs) Who is this mystery? I will break into your home and bathe whatever young organisms I may find. Yeah, I'll bathe your dog. I'm not afraid. I'll break into your home and bathe your dog for you. Hill said she got the woman away from her child. The boyfriend restrained the woman until the authorities arrived. The alleged alleged intruder is identified as a 22-year-old. Her name is Elizabeth Hickson. She's been arrested and charged with burglary. Burglary, huh? She hasn't really stolen anything, so how is that burglary? I I mean, trespassing, right? Definitely breaking breaking and entering and trespassing. But burglary? What is she? She stole some shampoo and some bubble bath? Maybe. But I mean, she gave it back to the family. She was just she was using it for the family. I don't see that this is burglary. But then again, you know, maybe I'm I'm missing something here. A little young, by the way, to be uh, breaking and entering. And I, I I imagine this was an older woman. In my mind, I'm like, oh, it's an older woman who's going through menopause, or something, right? She's losing her mind. She doesn't have any children of her own. She has her body's. Letting, giving her signals that she, she needs to have a baby. <laughs> she feels like, oh, I, I can't get through. I, I need a baby in my life. Her body's making her think, you need a baby in your life. Get busy. She's like, well, I can't make a baby. I got no one to make a baby with. I don't have any nieces and nephews. I can't even be around babies. I tried going to the playground and hanging out at the, at the slide and the swing set, but the mothers were suspicious. I went to the hospital. I went to the delivery... The baby delivery department. Is that a thing? The baby delivery department. I asked the doctor, could I please hold some of these newborns? But apparently there's a rule. If they're not yours, you can't just hold random babies in the newborn delivery department. So yeah, so then I just, then I broke into the house. I'm an older woman and I wanted to be around a baby or an infant. I broke into a home and bathed a stranger's child. I'm losing my mind. That's what I thought. 
But this is a 22-year-old woman, Elizabeth Hickson. She has her whole life to have her own baby, her own children. She's still at the peak of her baby-making uh, physiological state. <laughs> oh, I'm the worst. <laughs> she was released after posting Bond. You'll be happy to know. Reached by phone, her mother told the TV station that her daughter had good intentions. <laughs> the mother's... <laughs> no, look, it, I don't say what you want about my daughter. She had the best of intentions. Have you seen that child? Dirty behind the ears. Very dirty. Needed a bath. The family wasn't on top of it. My daughter made it happen. This has got to go up there with one of the strangest things that anyone's ever done after breaking into somebody's home. What's weirder than this, huh? Breaking in and giving your wife a haircut? I mean, I don't understand. <laughs> Please, somebody break into my house and do something weird. I love this. Here's what I want you to do. Could you just, I'll give you my address. Break in and make me tiramisu. Tiramisu is one of those desserts where you don't even have to know how to work the stove to make it. No. Please break in and and and, and give me a bath. <laughs> Will a 22-year-old girl please give me a bath? I would love that. Students in India are given boxes to wear on their heads in order for them to stop cheating during tests. And if you haven't seen the photo of this, you have to Google this. Indian students with boxes on their heads. These cardboard boxes and they they cut out they cut out a place where the face is. I couldn't believe this was real. I thought this was a fake story. I'm like, this is definitely not real. But apparently it is. A school in India has been photographed using an unorthodox way to stop the students from cheating on their exams. This is uh, Bhagat Pre-University College in the town of Haveri. And the pupils were forced to put boxes on their heads during a chemistry exam. Well, I admit there's a lot of cheating going on in chemistry because you got to remember those formulas, right? Those formulas are a real pain in the ass. A lot of math involved. And when there's math involved, cheating abounds. I agree. Cardboard box, cardboard box right on top of the head, though? Seems a little ludicrous to me. The boxes had a hole cut out in front of the students' faces. The photos have gone viral, prompting an apology from the school. <laughs> I love it. In one of the photos, like there's one student doesn't have a box on his head. Like he's like, no, I'm not doing this. <laughs> a junior college administrator told the media that the school decided to use the technique to curb cheating on an on an experimental basis. This was what they came up with. Hey, we need to stop people from cheating. What should we do? Uh, maybe make them sit further apart. I don't know. Take away their phones. Right. Put more monitors in the class, some in the front of the class, some in the back. That way they're dissuaded from cheating. Now, nah, how about we put boxes on their heads? We'll cut out a place for their face. <laughs> yeah, so you keep them from cheating, but you're, they're t completely distracted to actually do well on the exam because how the hell can you do complicated algebra with a cardboard box on top of your skull? I don't know. It's beyond me. I'm not this good at tests. I'm just not. They stressed that there was no compulsion of any kind. Oh, yeah, look what it says here. You can see in the photograph that some students were not wearing the box. Some who wore it removed it after 15 minutes. 
some after 20 minutes, and we ourselves asked them to remove it after one hour. Okay, so this was just an experiment. You didn't have to. You didn't have to do this experiment, though. I'm just going to tell you right now. I mean, I'm not a. I don't have a background in education, training, but like, I, I could tell this isn't going to work. According to the India Times, officials from the Department of Education ordered the school to stop this measure after they saw the images online. You shall stop this. This is cruelty. Somebody told the Times of India it was an inhuman idea in the examination hall. This is inhuman, and a civilized society will never accept such an idea. There are traditional ways of managing students of, and preventing malpractice in the examination hall, and the college can resort to those methods. It's not the first time that teachers have used such a technique, surprisingly. Earlier this year, a high school in Mexico was heavily criticized after doing the same thing. How did I miss that story? Totally missed that story. In that incident in Mexico, the school responded on Facebook to the outraged parents, saying it was trying to develop the students' motor skills. <laughs> not, no, no, we just put a box on their head. We're trying to develop their motor skills. Can they look at a paper and move a pen or pencil? Can they color inside the box with a box on top of their face? Can they? <laughs> this is for their motor skills. We also made them... Uh, play some various physical education games with the box on their head as well, including kickball, <laughs> tag. What the hell? Just putting boxes on people's heads and seeing how they perform. Oh man, this is outstanding. You, who? Why do you think you can get away with this in the world of viral photos and video? I don't. I don't know what. This doesn't cross your mind at the um, drawing board. When you're trying to come up with problem-solving ideas, the thought that the photo might get out there doesn't 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 come anywhere into your equation. I'm just astounded by that. If anybody considers like what a viral video or photo could do to you, they would never suggest that you actually uh, follow through with the box on the head idea. <laughs> but apparently, no one gives a shit. We are led by the least among us. And, you know, and, and the various departments of education, unfortunately, all over the world seem to be run by morons. It's a shame. It shouldn't be run. They shouldn't be run by morons because they have a very important job educating our youth. They're in charge of educating the youth that will be the foundation of our next generation. And yet we've allowed total stupidos to be in charge of such tasks. Unbelievable to me. <laughs> just astounded sign up to the economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology you'll get the weekly digital edition online only articles curated newsletters on politics the markets science culture and china and full access to the economist podcast plus the economist is independent journalism for independent thinking Go to economist.com and get your first month free. Phone-addicted teenagers are now enrolling in detox camps. Smartphone addiction? Very serious. Among young people, it's a major problem, especially in South Korea. In 2018, one government agency found that nearly a third of Korean children between the ages of 10 and 19 were over-dependent on their smartphones. I would say it's like that in the U.S. as well, maybe more than a third. To combat this problem, Korea 
is funding detox camps where teenagers turn over their phones for 12 days, sometimes willingly, sometimes at the suggestion of their parents. According to the story, the over-dependent minors identified by South Korea's Ministry of Science and Information Technology all faced serious consequences as a result of their smartphone addiction. For many, that meant seeing their grades drop in school or experiencing a decline in their self-control. Here's a quote from a psychiatrist. At first, smartphones comfort them, but they eventually think that a smartphone is enough to make them happy. This leads them to give up school or even all of their studies. Oh, I agree. I did a story about phones in class, what, a week ago? It leads more than just giving up your schools. It leads to you giving up living in the present moment with the people who are in your immediate vicinity, your family, your lover, your classmates, the lesson, your job, your experience. You're at a concert. You're filming it. on your. You, you shoot video of the. I see people shoot entire concerts on their phone. You're not present, man. What are you doing? You're going to watch this stupid thing afterward? No, you're not. In 2019, South Korea's Ministry of Gender Equality and Family held 16 smartphone detox camps. 25 middle and high school students were in each one battling either an internet or a smartphone addiction. Ooh, they have internet addiction as well. Don't we all, though? I feel like we all have it. When I lose my Wi-Fi, I lose my mind. I become a different person. I'll strangle a person. Attendees pay 100,000 won, which is 84, 84 bucks. That's how much this uh, detox camp costs. 84 bucks to cover food. South Korea's government fits the rest of the bill. I should say foots the rest of the bill. This is a move that South Korea sees as an investment in its future. Ooh, I agree. I think this is very good. Good for you, South Korea. Way to think ahead. That's never going to happen in my country. <laughs> we, don't, we, we don't give a shit about the children. <laughs> We're like, yeah, crowded classrooms. Yeah, yeah, deal with it. Okay, later, when, when these adolescents grow up and have a hard time performing their social roles, now only is there a damage to an individual, but also the nation's resources will be spent in order to support these people. I love it. They're proactive. I love it when a government is proactive in providing a great future for our generations to come. You know, not not allowing them to fall by the wayside, not skimping on money. You know, the amount of money my government pays for military, I think a lot of that could be siphoned off and put into programs like this to help our youth deal with a major, major shift in our consciousness. Dealing with smartphone addiction, for sure. Not allowing them to be present. How can you how can you solve problems right in front of your face if you're not if you're not being in front of your face if the only thing in front of your face is, is a phone come on all right maybe I sound like the old man get off my lawn right now I know it I know it like all these whippersnappers I'm gonna ruin it look I'm just saying my government should support these I love what South Korea is doing recognizing a serious problem and doing something about it we're not doing such things. The onus is on the parents. The parents decide, how do I 
How do I deal with my child's smartphone addiction or internet addiction or video game addiction? If you leave it up to parents, ain't shit going to happen. That's no solution. A program. Yeah, that's a solution. How serious is the smartphone addiction? Which I thought they're saying a third of Korean children between the ages of 10 and 19 are over-dependent on their phones. I would say that's equal or if not more in the U.S., right? I don't know. I don't have children, but, you know, it would always be it would be a major concern of mine how to deal with the smartphone. I know a lot of you who are parents reached out to me about this issue and wrote me emails, and I appreciate it. You've opened my eyes to a situation. Some of you seem to be handling it quite well. Yeah. My cousin's kids still don't have smartphones. Both, both of my cousins, each of them have three children. None of them have smartphones. I thought that was fascinating. They're being very strict about it. I thought it was cool. One of the kids is like 13. So, all right, probably about the time, I mean, yeah, maybe about that age where you give, give the 13, 14-year-old, yeah, sure, get it, have a phone, smartphone, no problem. Seven, six, really? No, I don't think so. That's just me. I would love to know more about the detox programs, the detox camps. What do they do? What are they? Practice meditating, they play games, anything without the phone, right? It could be amazing. Actually get to know someone, maybe? Huh, it's a new idea, right? <laughs> Talk to the people around you at dinner? What about that? Nah, that's a novel idea, ain't it? Need to find out more. And I don't know if 12 days is enough. I'm just saying. What about a month? What's wrong with 30 days? Could you go 30 days without your phone? Could you guys go 12 days without your phone? Oh, 12? I don't know if I could do it. I would need to be paid. I think I would need to be paid. I don't know. Just wondering. Call Weird AF News, 646-450-2012, baby. Yay! Thank you so much for making it to the end of this Weird AF News episode. I want you to know how much I appreciate that. And I also hope that you enjoyed the Florida Friday stories, as you typically do. Yeah, we had some good ones. And I want to thank everybody who called in and reached out to me over the weekend as well. It's so nice to hear from you. I'm going to publish all your calls within the next two days. I'm publishing Angry Florida Man today, though. He had some... Some real doozies. <laughs> Didn't appreciate the stories. <laughs> of course. Hilarious. So that'll be after this. Uh, please rate the podcast. Subscribe. Give it a like. Tell a friend about it. A girlfriend. An ex. Whatever. Your boss. You know, just don't be listening at, at work if it's going to put your job in jeopardy. I can't, I can't have that on my head, man. I can't be responsible for you getting in trouble at work because you're listening to Weird AF News. I want to give a shout out to those who listen to all of the Weird AF News stories going back into the archives. I've, those of you who have done that, you've reached out to me and told me. I'm like, unbelievable. I commend you. I don't know how many days that took you, but I don't, know how, I don't know how you can hear my voice for 10 hours a day. That would drive me insane. And I have this voice. <laughs> it's crazy. As always, reach out to, to the show anytime. Uh, my email is funnyjones at gmail.com. You can hit me on the social medias. At Funny Jones on Instagram, at Funny Jones on Twitter, and Comedian Jonesy on Facebook. Please check out the Patreon, P A T R E O N dot com slash Weird AF News. I uploaded a third bonus episode over the weekend, this time with my comedian friend Andy Southern, who is hilarious. Uh, there's also a clip on the Patreon where I interviewed Andy about the time that he worked with celebrities, and he told me some weird stories. So this is the kind of stuff you get on the Patreon, just extra shit. If that's your bag, if you want some extra stuff, go on there. A couple bucks a month support the show. 
no sweat. If you can't, no big deal as well. It's patreon.com slash weirdafnews. Thanks for listening. Thanks for being a fan of the show. And I, I really appreciate you guys. I'll talk to you tomorrow. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Jonesy, I once worked with a man who only ate hot dogs, mac and cheese, and cheese pizza. And he is a physical specimen, let me tell you. He would tell, and Bud Light. He also drinks Bud Light and Coca-Cola. That is all this man will eat. He is in his early 60s. He don't have a tooth left in his head. And he has called himself a proud Floridian. He will tell you there ain't a reason in this world to eat anything else. Now, do I believe this man? Well, I, 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 I don't know. Just like I don't know about this man just eating mac and cheese. I think you got to mix it up with some hot dogs and some and some pizza. But as far as... I don't know, man. I just don't know. Why, why the hell would anyone do this? Bacon is delicious. Jonesy, this asswipe just wants attention. And we're giving him far too much. I am kicking him out of Florida. He can go live on a damn island for all I care. Maybe an island in the middle of a pond full of gators. That's where this jackass needs to live. Then he can see what it's like without his precious mac and cheese, dumb son of a bitch. Oh, man, Jonesy, I hate I hate to cuss like this. Maybe, maybe this jackwipe should go and get himself... A podcast. Yeah, he should go get a podcast and, and take the batteries out of his damn phone and flush them down the toilet because he's a jackass. A gosh dang jackass. I don't use the Lord's name in vain. You know that about me, Jonesy. Hey, 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 hey. I'm going to I'm, 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 I'm go have myself a glass of milk now. I'll talk to you later. <sighs> you know their news. Poor store owner there, yeah, down in Florida. He uh, he had to take up arms against some jackass throwing some cod liver oil at the front of his building. I bet that's just some pent up aggression, poor store owner. You know, he's been stocking mac and cheese and not realizing that he was out. And this asswipe comes in, starts yelling about there's no mac and cheese. Next thing you know, he's throwing cod liver oil, castor oil, syntec, whatever it was, at the front of his building. I'd get the damn AK and start to spray too, Jonesy. I hate this macaroni and cheese, man. He has infiltrated my mind. Yeah, this is uh, Choice Music Radio over here, and I listen to your podcast. Uh, unfortunately, your article about the man that passed away probably could have used a penis enhancer rather than use an operation. Maybe that wasn't good enough for him. <laughs> <laughs>